0: right at home. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello? Welcome to the Cookbook Circle Podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Victoria. We're two friends with a shared love of food, cooking, and all things cookbooks we
1: are now in the third season of this podcast Ooh. and this one is all about well not really anything in particular we are themeless, so you can expect deep dives on certain dishes reviews of cookbooks of course but there'll be new cookbooks old cookbooks all sorts of cookbooks and of course we'll be asking you our lovely listeners
0: for some input
1: on episodes that we're going to do. It's
0: going to be so It's going to be so fun. Fun and if you love what we do we're also on patreon this means if you'd like to support us your subscription will help to cover the podcast costs from the books themselves to the ingredients for what we cook and in return you'll get some fun stuff like bonus mini sods. to find out more visit our website thecookbookcircle.com or you can find the link in our show notes thanks friends now let's get to the fun part
1: gonna call me the wrong name then <laughs> hi hannah i would
0: never forget your name oh thank you how are you doing i appreciate that i'm good how are you wonderful it feels like a long time since we've recorded an episode it has do you a... remember how to do this because i don't know
1: no this is our second attempt as well yeah for this episode we've had a we've, we've both had long weeks you though in the Meantime, since we last recorded, have been to Glastonbury. Have you spiritually changed?
0: Um, no, emotionally broken, spiritually intact, <laughs> 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 physically and emotionally broken. It was wonderful, but these things get harder as you get older, man. It's mm. just it was a lot. It was very hot, and I'm banned from talking about the fact that I was working during Glastonbury. So it wasn't an entire jolly, but it was really fun. Sir Elton John. You know, was, that was... um He was amazing. Yeah, he was great. But Watched it from home. Lizzo was the highlight, man. She's so good. Nice. She's just a joy. She
1: is a joy. She also, I don't know if you follow her on various social media. She was like staying in Bath, right? Oh, Which is I like see. 10 minutes down the road from where I live in Bristol. And she was just posting about her like breakfast at this fancy hotel in <laughs> Bath. And I was like, that is, I love that. I love I love her.
0: Yeah, there's nothing cuter than like someone who's really, really, really appreciative to be there. And she talked during the set about how she played like John Peel tent like years before and not many people came. And then she was at like the other stage. And now she's like worked her way up to the main pyramid stage. It's so cool. Oh, she's just fantastic. I love her very also, much. Also back
1: on Food and <laughs> Just that. Mm-hmm. Did <laughs> you see that? If, I don't know if, again, you follow her, but she went from here like the southwest where glastonbury is yeah. to ireland and i can't remember whether she was in belfast or whether she was in dublin so please forgive me but she was looking for a munchies box or uh, what do you call them like lots of like from the fish and chip shop i don't you know irish people
0: i don't know like a snack box but that's chicken <laughs> yeah no. is there such a thing as a munchies box Maybe I have. I've I've missed this in there. No, we've talked about it before. I'm spice sure. Spice bag,
1: a spice bag. Ah, yeah, well. she went to get a spice. Is that a <laughs> Northern Irish thing? No, Irish I think thing? it's an Irish thing. She said she went to this place in possibly Dublin, where she was, and yeah. it, everyone had recommended it to her. But it was closed the one day. Whether she got there on the Sunday or something, so she had to go on the net. And um. <laughs> She, she she was i think she was a bit unimpressed by the spice bag but she the, the fact that she was like on a mission for the spice bag i loved it
0: it's just amazing I, I still haven't had a spice bag because they're not i don't as far as i know i could be wrong they're not vegetarian there's no vegetarian alternative uh, in the mainstream uh, not like sorry, a spice burger which my ex-boyfriend thought was vegetarian and gave me when i was like 20 21 and he was like you're pretty sure spice burgers are vegetarian and then i was eating it and i was like this tastes very meaty." <laughs> and, and we that googled it. it
1: they're not together
0: <laughs> The <laughs> i walked out of that house and i never looked back <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> we're not here to talk about
1: spice a munchies box i believe is from um like the north of england oh you're like it's like a i like it's the same kind of principle yeah like a,
0: a like a beige porridge. buffet in
1: a <laughs> <laughs> yeah i believe that's from like the
0: north of england i'd love a beige buffet okay. it's hot it's hot and it's hot in london and bristol it's very humid my hair is yeah. very large <laughs> And in charge, Largely in charge. We've got a wedding next weekend, and I'm I'm very concerned about the
1: situation. A very outdoor wedding. A very
0: outdoor wedding. We're uh, been spending a lot of time outdoors
1: together. Actually, yeah,
0: we have. At this wedding. Actually. <laughs> but what is your when it's hot? Does your kitchen get hot? What do? You, what's your thing that you cook in the heat? Yeah, so my
1: kitchen here in Bristol gets the like sun in the afternoon. Same. So it does get. It gets hot in the right. Your flat just gets the sun, like you. have a rep. has so many windows <laughs> in her. Like she's like basically. I live in a greenhouse. she lives in Kendall Roy's like n- Manhattan apartment uh, <laughs> but in London. <laughs> it's just all windows. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I don't wish. And <laughs> I wish. I wish you lived. <laughs> But anyway, no, it is just pure winners, it gets very hot, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh like we God. we hosted some of our friends for a barbecue and we yeah, had the oven on all morning and it was a respite going out <laughs> in the like thirty degree <laughs> heat outside.
0: <laughs> It's like the oven, like, keeps about 50% of its heat and pumps the other 50% of it out into the flat. <laughs> Sam, this is
1: wonderful. Really energy efficient. <laughs> um, so it does get hot in my kitchen as well. Not Maybe not as hot as yours, but but also I just don't... I feel like any time I use the oven, it, it always has to be on for a certain amount, like quite a long amount of time, which means that it just gets hot anyway. Yeah. So... God bless the air fryer for one, but do you know what I'm I'm on at the moment. What are you on? Anchovies. Oh my god! Yes, please. I've always loved anchovies. I've always loved them. <laughs> but you know when you get them fresh, like 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 the chilled ones,
0: yes.
1: and it's like- the sea
0: ones. They're really like frantic. <laughs> They're really stressed. I've got a big meeting. The in ones
1: in a tin. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've just been putting like anchovies and blank on toast like whatever I've got right whether it's like tomatoes which I will just roast up in the air fryer or oh
0: you can roast tomatoes in the air
1: fryer yeah do they go you like quite roast, nice and
0: dry like yeah oh my god like
1: yeah like jammy and nice and love it love oh there they've that's been my I've been doing that quite a lot nice like with the to, because I get tomatoes in my odd box, ding, 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 uh, because it's tomato season. And I love to, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I may as well fill all of my tomato dreams up in the summer and just eat as much as I can.
0: (laughs) My tomato
1: dreams. (laughs) Here's my, you know, here's my tomato dreams and anchovies dream toast thing I've got going on, right? Right. So in my freezer currently, I have uh, a sliced up loaf of the Hart's Bakery, which is in Bristol. Yeah. The sesame sourdough. Oh, yes. And this particular loaf that I've got going on at the moment has such a good like sesame swirl. Like you can really like trace where it's been like folded in. Oh,
0: like it's in the dough. It's sesamies. not just on the, yeah, on, yeah, yeah. on the crust. Oh my God. No,
1: yes. it's both. Yeah. So that's, th- that's m- my, my base. Okay. With the tomatoes. That have been roasted in the air fryer with salt, olive oil, nice. maybe a bit of like parsley yeah. from my uh, herb garden. Oh, yeah. Nigel and...
0: Slater over here, eat your heart out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm self-sufficient if you like parsley <laughs> and, and mint. And then, yeah, like, I mean, any anchovies will do, yeah. but particularly those fresh ones, because they taste more like vinegar than they do salt, right? And that's just, oh, delicious love them that's
0: my summer lunch you can get course. them sometimes as like a tapper in spain as well can't you just like that. yeah okay, and the, the olive oil is like almost green like neon with oh yes delicious oh. the best thing ever yeah love them what's yours yeah avoiding the oven at all costs mm, yeah i've been doing like a lot of omelets <laughs> but that's nothing oh, nice, yeah. i just like literally can hoof anything into an omelet and call it lunch a lot of toast, lot of like kind of like braising like courgettes and stuff in that beautiful Our Place pot that you got me and then just kind of like throwing in some beans and like herbs and then like serving it with some halloumi or something. That's just like my favorite yeah, nice. like, weeknight dinner. But this is not necessarily heat friendly but I do have to talk and I've talked to you about this already but I have to tell our followers because they deserve to know that uh, the Claire Saffitz feta stuffed flatbreads oh yes aubergine dip oh my god I honestly think it's the best thing I've made in months it's so delicious like the aubergine dip it's in dessert person it's in dessert person and it is a bit involved. The aubergines are fine. Oh my God, the aubergines. You have to grill them, right? And so they get, the inside gets all pulpy and I set off my fire, fire alarm. Of course. <gasps> it's just like, anytime you have the oven on like high temperature. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, obviously it's not great one for a hot day. But it's, the dip is not, it doesn't, I think if you think aubergine dip, it's easy to think like baba ghanoush, but it doesn't taste like that. It's like you blitz it up in the food processor with like cumin and stuff. It's really nice and smooth and delicious. But the flatbreads are the like game changers. So you make this dough and then you roll it out and you, um, in like eight individual like balls. You roll out each ball and you like sprinkle feta on top. You twist, roll it up, make it into a swirl. And then you roll that out and then you cook the flatbreads nice. on the pan. Holy Mother Ugh. of God! It was so delicious. I made it for me that's and Louise, congruent. and I'm pretty sure I wouldn't want to look at the serving size or how many people that's meant to feed because <laughs> the two of us polished off the entire lot with some wine, and um, it was a game changer. So if anyone has that book, make yes,
1: that. I bet you could probably find that. She has so many of her recipes on her YouTube channel as well. Yeah, that's true, actually. And yeah, yeah oh, I'm gonna make them. I think. Yeah. I love- i need to get better at flatbreads i feel like that's um you yeah know, in my in my life
0: hers are yeasted which they're not always right i feel like you know no but they're worth it and they have like yoghurt and stuff in them i think if i remember rightly but yeah totally yeah, worth it. delicious anyway that's not what we're here to talk about victoria it's, it's let's <laughs> get down to business. It's a, it's a, the other features heavily in.
1: about what we're gonna about to talk about.
0: Right? <laughs> <laughs> we should dedicate this episode to my dear friend Simon Wiltshire. Yes, we should. Who nominated this book which is Gave
1: you thrusted this book at you.
0: <laughs> this is not the first thing he's <laughs> thrust. <laughs> I'm joking, it is. He thought that <laughs> this book would be a really good one for us to cover because he's a, the theory is, and we'd love to hear, you know, if this is true, that loads of households have had this book over the years, and it was like probably like you know your mum, your grand's like yeah go-to.
1: go to go to probably if you're in the in the UK or in England at least
0: right yeah I don't know maybe Ireland too maybe and well the book is the Saint Michael All Colour Cookery Book. Which is ironic because color seems very <laughs> muted in all of the photos. <laughs> like everything's got like a sepia. What's it called? Yeah, <laughs> a filter. <laughs> it's like when you first got Instagram and you put loads of filters on. Yes. It? You just need to get this book. This is the. That's the.
1: It's the original Instagram. Instagram. It's it's a trip. We've been talking about doing like a vintage, like old cookbook for ages, but we just haven't like, yeah, thanks to Simon for like, kind of pushing us over the edge to, to choose one. Yeah. Because it's so hard, you know, because if you ask a lot of people, oh, what cookbook have you, you know, did your mom have, whatever, it's always like Delia. Yes. Comes up a lot here, at least.
0: I'm looking, sorry, I'm looking at my dog who's at the end of my bed munching something and I have no, I mean, this happens about three times a day. I have no idea what he's munching. <laughs> Guess that's snack. <laughs> Could be anything from my sock to... <laughs> Your bra. Yeah, my bride bloody loves the bra. <laughs> anyway, sorry, yes.
1: So yes, we're glad that we've got this one. And for those who don't know aren't acquainted st michael was the brand name of everything from marks and spencer the supermarket yeah for a long long time they only changed to be called marks and spencer like they've always been called marks and spencer but all of their branded goods their own brand goods were called st michael something so there's a lot of these st michael cookbooks out in the world and they are m s cookbooks.
0: yes I wonder why Marks and Spencer chose St. Michael above all people. Yeah. What's his, um, do you you know much about St. Michael? Well, I'm just (laughs) looking him up right now. They decided to drop St. Michael uh, in 2000 as the brand, as it endeavoured to turn around its fortunes at the time following a profit plunge. So I guess religion wasn't doing it for them. But um, apparently he's considered a champion of justice, a healer of the sick, the guardian of the church. And a major proponent of the beige food photo. Got you. There you go. Yeah, that's why. So he's
1: perfect for that, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> Is Michael your um your confirmation name?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but it should have been.
1: Look at that little Catholic banter there for you.
0: <laughs> Cheeky little bit of a then there's no greater banjo don't you love there's a section in this called foreign soups yes
1: that was what got me that's the page that Hannah sent to me and she was like this book's amazing I was like I'm buying foreign soups
0: (laughs) and the borscht they've got borscht in here and honestly the photo looks like something from a scientific experiment or maybe like (laughs) the last of us (laughs)
1: <laughs> and can i just say that that you know for all it's for all we're going about to say about this
0: book, may <laughs> st michael please much, forgive us
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes may st michael and all of his mates <laughs> please forgive us but there is so many recipes in here huge amount of I don't know how they do, do it like there's like it's like four per page and it's amazing because uh, well, they pretty much all just like dump everything in a fucking bowl and then get on with it. um Put it in the oven for six hours. But um all of the recipes have everything in metric and imperial measurements. Yes, I really like well that. Recipe.
0: Yeah. Oh, sorry.
1: Whilst we have a break for hannah's <laughs> <laughs> dog to stop barking, I will tell you all that this book, the St. Michael or Colour Cookery book, came out first in 1976 in hardback uh 1976 what were you doing in 1976
0: huh i was being cooked, cooked up in my mother's belly <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the the version i've got came out in 1980 and that's the paperback version and it's it's interesting like it's i like the notes at the beginning like one of them says use the metric or imperial measurements because they don't they're not interchangeable you have to use one or the other.
0: All right. That's good. Because they've
1: been tested, you know, on their own because, you know, they're different. And there's there is some funny like I don't know if you read any of that the introduction stuff. I didn't read it all.
0: You're better at doing that than me.
1: <laughs> i better. <that> <laughs> convenience in the kitchen. I just liked this oh convenience. Foods and the store cupboard and I don't really know what what they mean by convenience foods (laughs) I don't think they mean like dried foods right Um, but I just love this sentence obviously for the happy owners of freezers life is much simpler (laughs) (laughs) yes my life is so much I mean obviously this was before everybody had a freezer
0: in in this copy which is Simon's it's got this like convenience in the kitchen bit, which is listing all the equipment that you should have in your kitchen. And mm. there's little ticks beside each of the bits of equipment that they have. Oh my God, that is so cute. Yeah, they did not have the Dario Castle pudding moulds,
1: mm. which I think is
0: frankly a huge fucking mistake. But I mean, I, I don't
1: know how you've cooked anything from this book if you <laughs> haven't got the
0: Dario, Dario <laughs> pudding moulds. They did have a mooly grater though, guys. It's okay. Wow, no potato masher.
1: <laughs> i I had a quick look through this, and you know i had i have most of it i don't have a marble slab for cutting uh bread unfortunately, <laughs> or a cherry pitter what uh i don't have a food mill that's a, that gives me p t s d for a good old the french laundry that he absolutely loved a French meal. Food I mean, mill. I would also What the hell is a food meal? Just like a a thing for <laughs> <laughs> Hannah is gay. <laughs> Death by dog licks right now.
0: <laughs> Bad name of the I
1: week. <laughs> <laughs> you must have two wooden spatulas, one for sweet and one for savoury. Oh yes. Yeah, Do stop. not mix them up, Hannah.
0: <laughs> Told Surely you. Should like one for like onions and one for not onions that would be more and then two
1: wooden no sorry four wooden spoons two small and two large one set for sweet and one for savory
0: you do get the sense that a lot of work has gone into this book oh a thousand percent it's like a housewife's, you know classic housewife of the bygone era yeah
1: where do you get your trussing needle and strings from
0: interestingly I've got a guy.
1: Oh, we have a trust guy. Let's trust Liz his
0: husband. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't get as much of the spotlight, but damn he knows how to make a needle. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I will just read the contents out to let people know the kind of thing that we're looking at (laughs) in this book so convenience in the kitchen we've talked about and then it has it's very to the point yeah soups starters fish meat poultry and game vegetables and salads snacks and suppers which isn't that's completely separate and (laughs) it's a lot has a lot of meat and vegetables in it (laughs) desserts and puddings bread scones cakes and biscuits and then that's it. Index. Molly Bath could never.
0: <laughs> she, she would die a death at this straight, straightforward co- table of contents. What? She could never. Don't you mean s- s- snackizzles and <laughs> <laughs> supper dumpers? <laughs> Don't hate the play. I hate a game and poultry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you're welcome you're welcome and yeah the photography is absolutely incredible
0: oh just beyond it's very it's almost like it's tried to be like styled you know this like casual little oil pourers beside a a bowl of something or yeah like some torn up baguette beside the foreign soup yeah but um we're not buying any of it, m lemon wedges.
1: <laughs> and every single photo is in a different dish. No dish is repeated, as in like the, the plate in which it is served on. No. Nothing is repeated.
0: Have you seen the avocado with prawns on page 38? Looks like a brain. It's like the avocado pit <laughs> has been taken out and filled with a prawn cocktail. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yes. I've seen that. Lovely
1: love and me. those dishes that they are specific they must be specific avocado dishes look at the the size and shape of them they're like <laughs> little glass ramekins that are perfect perfectly avocado shaped
0: that's quite cute Where also did look- M&M, I <laughs> yeah i mean i guess was this like were they using it as a bit of an advertising kind of catalog mm.
1: I don't know I didn't notice anything you know this well unless it was in like the acknowledgements but thanks to M&S for all the homeware but that must
0: be hashtag every
1: piece of homeware they've ever <laughs> <hashtag at. laughs> thanks to M&S for gifting me these butter dish this pate dish
0: <laughs> this avocado dish that could also be like a surgical dish your favorite <laughs> photo is on page 73 right The steak and kidney pudding (laughs) which looks like
1: (laughs) this was part of the reason we couldn't record the other day because the photo of the steak and kidney pudding is honestly one of the most repulsive things i've ever seen because it's a proper like suet pastry but
0: it looks like a meringue or something
1: oh it looks like it's it's not been cooked it looks whatever it is it's not been cooked it's anemic and oh it's I mean even this is this in the back of this there's um a bottle of Liam Perrin's branded, <laughs> which you know, Molly Bass could never and and then this scale, like um you know, like a dial scale and even the scale looks sad. We'll put a photo on on Insta, but like the scale looks like a sad little bear.
0: <laughs> it really does. But what's funny <laughs> is like the top of the pastry's been cut away to reveal the steak and kidney that lies within. And it's just like a little peek, like a little tease, like someone, someone lifting up their like dress to show a little bit of leg, but oh. it all just looks so repulsive. Oh, it's so bad. It's very oh, it's meat heavy. heavy. It's very meat heavy. Yes, this whole book, American style hamburgers.
1: <laughs> you didn't know about hamburgers before this? No. Have you? I seen... mean, there is a
0: lot of you know. Forward ins- inspired food. There's bangers with lentils on page one four six. That um the bangers in question are frankfurters. Yeah, proper like
1: you know, like they look like they've been done from a cartoon.
0: Yes, on a bed of lentils with a lovely, you know, the styling in the background of a, you know, a lovely little frothy glass of beer <laughs> and some French mout- moutard to, to smother on your fucking frankfurters and lentils. It looks horrendous but it's protein there's packed. a whole awful section isn't there yeah did, did you check out that bit? yeah it was awfully scarred <laughs> it's a wheat bread <laughs> but you know you said that you like anchovies or you're going through an anchovy phase and actually i came through earlier came through <laughs> <Choo-choo>. <laughs> I, came, <laughs> I came across earlier this anchovy spread thing yes I honestly, that was on my
1: list. The corner is folded down for that. Oh,
0: and the highest praise. You toast the, toast some bread, you pound some anchovies <laughs> with garlic. <laughs>
1: yeah. I can only pound anchovies.
0: <laughs> You're That's a my problem. Of mind. Uh, with garlic. So you just make like a paste and spread it on toast. I quite like you the mean, sound of that. Yeah. Oh, I and mean, then the you picture, bake it.
1: Weird. Doesn't look like toast to me. It looks like fucking rivita.
0: It looks like rivita on toast. <laughs> <laughs> like someone's regurgitated Why are you baking oh, this? No. I don't understand. There's nothing to be gained from baking it.
1: Look, th- these people had to have their ovens on. <laughs> it was they didn't have central heating.
0: <laughs> they weren't lucky enough to <laughs> have a freezer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, look, we've got to keep warm. You know, it's cold all the time. <laughs> These Volivans won't cook themselves, guys. It is a joy.
1: Did you think about making the jugged hair? I did, yes. Some lovely <laughs> I know I particularly like the the picture next to the jugged hair, which is a roast pheasant where they've served it on a silver platter, obviously. And uh, with like a, a decanter of like cognac or something in the back. <laughs> There's two pheasants on the pl- on the platter, and each one of them has uh two feathers that they've stuck in the Lovely. in their butts after cooking, just to show.
0: Oh, I love to yeah. yeah, just be reminded of their heritage. I guess <laughs> their previous life. <laughs> Most random photo styling award has to go for the tomato chowder, which is you know it's a little terrine of tomato chowder with some cheese on top. Lovely mm. lid off and propped against the terrine at a jaunty angle. But for some Beautiful. reason this <laughs> there's uh uh like a piece of paper in the background that's like a five hundred dollar reward <laughs> for the arrest and conviction of Jesse someone. Jesse I'm assuming it's like a cowboy reward yes, photo thing. Oh, yeah. There's no oh, I guess
1: reference I'm sure that it's it. American.
0: Is it American? Who do we know? I don't know. Chowder, I suppose is. Chowder, I cannot hear the word "chowder" without saying it. You know that episode of The Simpsons? Is it The Simpsons? No. Chowder. They have to say it in a Boston accent. Chowder, Chowder.
1: Well, I well What about this whole tongue?
0: <laughs> Victoria's not sticking her own tongue out at this point. Just, just, just for everyone to know, <laughs> there's a horrendous photo of a pressed tongue. Pressed tongue it's um
1: it's a real journey i guess you cook it from oh Oh, no you don't cook it in the oven you put it in a pan and simmer for four to five hours until the tongue is very tender
0: great for those hot days you don't want to have the oven on actually oh, (laughs) but now simon's gonna kill us because i think he did think this book had value and i think that value lay in some of the like pages where it tells you how to prepare like any vegetable or any meat so there's like a vegetable and salad section and it's like a to z of vegetables and it's like preparation like what you need to like clean or what you need to cut off and then it's like how to boil it how to fry it how to bake or roast it and then a serving suggestion which is nice it's a nice touch
1: yes i agree what annoyed me slightly about the difference in the vegetable right so the meat section of that is as a whole you know a section of meat that says how to (laughs) suck dog that was dog yawning (laughs) yes so in the fish section yes um where it says how to cook all the different fishes there is a season for them but not in the vegetable section
0: oh how strange isn't that
1: weird like firstly I didn't know fish had seasons but I guess it makes sense like lamb or whatever yeah but vegetables are the most seasonal of all the vegetables this is <laughs> all the foods um so uh, that that's points off for me <laughs> yeah
0: that is weird But no I did
1: really like I did really like that actually
0: isn't there something about oysters that you don't eat them on a month that has an R in it or something like that
1: <laughs> no you don't you only eat, yeah, you only eat them on months with R's in them, isn't right, it? Right, right,
0: right, right, yeah, gotcha,
1: I don't know. Because in the summer they're not good.
0: Okay, I see. So like
1: May, June, August, August, May, June, July, August. Oh. Don't have R's in, but the rest do.
0: Well, I should tell this woman that walked past me on the street the other day by my house. She looked really happy with herself and she was just walking along with two <laughs> little boxes in her hands. And each of the boxes had a little oyster in and she was just walking along really happy. I think she was bringing them home. But now, I know. <laughs> July. Uh, but I think
1: maybe, so I just Googled it. Foodie tradition dictate only eating wild oysters in months with the letter R. So from September to April to avoid watery shellfish or worse, <laughs> a nasty pound of food poisoning. course. <laughs> <or> <laughs> What we shall Now a new study suggests people have been following this practice for at least four thousand years. Yeah. But I guess if your oysters are like farmed, which I guess no oysters are farmed, because why would you bother? They're like fucking bomb feeders. I love <laughs> oysters just to say. But they're abundant, aren't they? Yeah.
0: Anyway, that was the only seasonal fish I could think of. Uh,
1: anyway, so that annoyed But I do like that thing about um how to cook, particularly with the meats.
0: Meats. Meats. Meats, fishes. Meat, cute. Breads. So, my friend, what <laughs> did you, you know, <laughs> I, I can sense your enthusiasm. Did you go for the Scotch yeah. Woodcock? Um, it's <laughs> not so <laughs> The <laughs> Turkey Croquette? I, I liked the
1: look of the turkey croquettes, but I don't often have leftover turkey, which is what you needed for them.
0: <laughs> Chinese liver with tagliatelle.
1: Chap oh. uh, 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 liver. Chap <laughs> liver. I did not go anywhere near the awful section. Also, this book predicted veal to have a greater pronouncement, that's not the word, a, gra- a, a prominence oh. in our lives than does because there is like four or five pages on veal and i could not tell you where to get veal also you know i don't agree with it generally as a practice so yes
0: why do people dislike veal more than they like lamb as a like ethical thing because i think
1: veal i think there's an there's an active you keep the the there's a way in which you keep the cow small oh but I believe keeping it in some kind of contained oh no. Space. So there's a, you've you're playing a part in that, whereas like lamb,
0: they're frolicking,
1: they're, they're frolicking. frolicking, and they're just they're
0: just c- killed. Okay, yeah. Sorry to put. It down, I believe I, I think it's important that we have issues. No, we should have a side podcast where I'm the vegetarian and I ask you meat questions.
1: <laughs> we'll call yeah, it meat please, cute. <laughs> meat cute, yes. I love that. I did listen to an interesting podcast from the food program, the BBC Food program, uh, this week where they talk about or maybe it's, it's about wild venison. Oh, and talking about how it's the most it's the only ethical meat because there's too many deer. Oh, oh. and that we need to cull them in some way, and so we
0: should eat venison.
1: More we, offense. you know, there's a lot of these restaurants, and they were even talking to like schools and stuff in like the the north of England and Scotland, wow. who serve and eat all this wild venison because it's abundant and available and like local yeah. and ethical true. to eat because you know sometimes it's not even killing them; it's just it's like roadkill or whatever. Right. so. I thought that was really interesting, and and this one. Anyway, we need to talk about the ethics of. We'll leave that for the the, the side pod. Yeah, meet cute.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, there's just a thing that people don't like to eat cute animals, right? That's the thing as well. So that's the anti deer, yeah, like anti rabbit. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like horse is a big. Did you just call big...
0: me?
1: <laughs> Your mom's a horse. <laughs> uh...
0: Anyway, sorry. Anyway, what did, what I did I cook? you cook?
1: I did not cook veal. Okay. So I cooked two things. Well, I made two things. It's a, And the second thing is kind of a cheat. It's only really half. Okay. Because I just couldn't find, I couldn't find the inspiration in this one. <laughs> Guys, I couldn't. Like, uh, I had, had lots of like maybes. And I did, there's, um you know, shout out to the Kedgeri. Oh, yeah. Which I really like, which is like smoked haddock in like a rice thing with eggs. Yeah. That's often served as like a breakfast food. I love that shit, but I didn't make that. <laughs> <laughs> I made the sag
0: gosht. Oh my God, I didn't even see this. It's a curry. Oh. Obviously, <laughs> you know, I was like, in <laughs> the most don't, authentic don't, don't. sense, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh. um,
1: so sag meaning spinach. Yep. And I'm guessing gosht means beef. So it's a beef curry. Oh, <laughs> right. And the description of it is, this dry beef and spinach curry is fairly mild, though spicy. Dry beef? <laughs> dry beef. Dry beef and spinach. So it's not like a, uh, yeah. Uh, Indian curries are mild. <laughs> it is in the blend of spices that the true flavour is achieved. Hot curries are made simply by increasing the amount of chilies or chilli powder used.
0: Oh, How is
1: education? So it is, yes. Uh, Thank you, uh, St. Michael, for teaching me about Indian food. (laughs) So this was a fascinating eat. (laughs) 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 Really, really interesting. Uh, So it's, it's onions, garlic, ginger, turmeric, chili powder, coriander seeds. Ground, uh, ground coriander seed, coriander, mustard seeds, chuck steak, a kilogram of chuck steak, which is like, I Googled it and tried to look it up. It's like, I basically used like stewing yeah, steak like or the whatever. Best, yeah, yeah. Stewing beef that I could find frozen whole leaf spinach, which you have to thaw and then dry <laughs> by heating gently in a saucepan over low heat. Ah. And then. And I don't know if you notice that they do this a lot in this. It's they so that you, for this you need two cartons, two hundred and forty-one gram cartons of natural unsweetened yogurt. So they're like telling you what to buy in how it was packaged.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do do that. That's right.
1: Like cartons of yogurt, and it's like with the frozen. The frozen spinach, they want a one two hundred and twenty six gram packet of frozen whole leaf
0: spinach. <laughs> <laughs> Presumably all of this is like widely available in Marks and Spencers as well, right? Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can imagine the little cartons of yogurt. So you basically, you just make it like a casserole. Oh. So you kind of, you put butter and oil into a flame-proof casserole. Woo! We're back with the flame-proof casseroles. And then you add the onion, garlic, and the, all those spices and, you know, fry it off yeah. for like five minutes. And then you add the meat and brown that. Okay. And then you add the spinach because you've thawed it, right? So yeah. So no, you don't need to add any water. So it's already thawed. And then add in one carton of the yogurt. Okay. Right? Ooh. So you've got like browned meat.
0: Yeah. Right, yogurt. And then you... Gonna go. Funny. Then you put it in the oven for two hours. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> no energy crisis in the 70s, apparently.
1: <laughs> it's only 160. So it's to look like a, a warm oven, they call it, mm. uh, until the meat is tender. So two to two and a half hours. Yeah. You see, like, my oven's fairly powerful. <laughs> so it was done. Right. Um, and it says if the curry becomes too dry, add a little water and then... Stir in the other carton of yogurt when you're ready to serve it. Oh God! So it's got like that, like nurse and it was fun. Like it, it was nice. Like I didn't, I didn't hate it. Okay. And it says to serve with um plain boiled rice uh, and parathas, which is such an interesting like sentence for a book <laughs> like that. Like p- paratha like
0: parathas, <laughs> uh,
1: which I did serve it with parathas because I always have them in my freezer because frozen parathas are delicious and make like five minutes to cook and rice but yeah it was that's a lot a kilogram of beef to like what is essentially a quite small amount of um spices so one garlic clove two onions one small piece of ginger a teaspoon of turmeric half a teaspoon of chili powder tablespoon of coriander that's not a lot of flavor (laughs) to go in with with all that meat Meats and did, onions
0: did the meat go tender or was it it did
1: it did it, it to me it cooked exactly like a casserole i think that was my main thing that would, didn't compute in my brain is that when you're eating it, it tasted like you're eating like a beef borgate like the meat yeah. tasted like you don't get beef like that with curry generally because indian food doesn't really come with beef that often yeah because it's only really beef and and so, like in my head, it tasted like I was eating a beef casserole. Yeah, yeah.
0: And
1: it had those like, very, very faint, like curry <laughs> flavors and then like yogurt on top. So it's very, it, it felt very strange. Yeah. But I didn't, it wasn't the worst meal I've ever eaten.
0: Great. High praise.
1: <laughs> yes. But it's just, it, I just think beef, that kind of beef in a curry like that was well, not, it's, it's not no. for me. Yeah. No. I think I was actually saved a little bit because I didn't have quite enough spinach. I didn't have 226 grams of spinach. Yeah. So um, I went next door and asked for a cup of spinach to my, well, I was talking to my neighbours, not Nick and Jamie who I always talk about, but the other side, uh, whose names are Kate and Ewan and we were outside watering our plants. And I was like, you don't have any uh, frozen spinach to <laughs> And Kate was like, I don't, but I have some kale. Ah. And I was like fine kale will do like a little bit of kale and she gave it to me and she was like it does have a bit of sugar on it because I make you know like sea like crispy seaweed
0: oh yeah okay with it and
1: I was like great so I feel like that little bit of sugar in the kale really did add to it. Like, <laughs> you could kind of taste that sweetness in there you just um, needed so some extra flavor <laughs> yeah right um I did get a lot of like you know lime pickle you know various pickles and stuff so to go along with that mm. I made the cucumber writer oh nice writer. that is in the like you know so it's it wasn't you know i'm sorry i'm sorry i kind of feel like i've let the side down but nothing really <laughs> brought me to life in this one <laughs> and that is on let me find it page something there is a whole mayonnaise section which i love yeah i have lots of nice memories of making uh like coleslaw from scratch with my mom from probably a book like this. Yeah. Right? like And you're making the mayonnaise and stuff, which is, it's so cool to make your own mayonnaise. But I had a few cucumbers from my, again, from my odd box. I was like, let's try this. And this was actually really good. Oh, was it? And I love, I love this kind of stuff. Yeah. And it was perfect for that meal. So you want to numb the spiciness of your, your beef. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I needed it. <laughs> so, it's a large cucumber which you have to peel half seed and then slice into small strips which is a lot of work for a cucumber but you you know you get it <laughs> and then you basically put that in a sieve with a table no a teaspoon of salt and a teaspoon of sugar Ooh. <laughs> and let it kind of sit yeah so it kind of draws out some of the moisture and then um, again you're back to two cartons of natural yogurt oh wow and basically you just add the cucumber, the salted cucumber in with the yogurt and then some mint, 15 mils, two tablespoons of chopped mint and black pepper. And then you top it with a bit of olive oil and some more mint. Right. <laughs> so it, honestly, I, I'm sorry, if I fucking phoned this one in. No. It was nice. Oh, it was really great. good. Yeah, I, I love that kind of stuff. And frankly, I'd make that again. I I liked that you would... You know, you put sugar on it as well as salt yeah, to draw the moisture out. Um, that was fun. And then I've got, so I've created this sort of herb garden. And this is a story for another time in my front garden. And the mint I've got is called pineapple mint. Ooh. And it literally smells and tastes like pineapple. And I, so I put that in there. And so that was a fun, it felt like a fun little extra something. Oh, nice. Extra kind of sweetness.
0: Do you feel like that might be your like go-to writer? Recipe now. Yeah, I felt like it. I felt like it would be. That's
1: nice. It was easy, and it. You know, everyone likes it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's great. I would. Yeah, I always get a bit. But like these days, you don't often get it from the Indian takeaway. You know, I used to love getting it in your little poppadom Little yeah thing. Anyway, that's what I made. That they were my yeah had some other options. We can talk about that uh, after. But yeah, what did you make?
0: I, I equally kind of struggled with like, what the hell am I going to yeah, make? Yeah, definitely. Here? You know,
1: I understand why you struggle because,
0: <laughs> you know, I feel like even the
1: some of the veggie dishes have like, you know, suet and lard in them. Yeah,
0: yeah, totally. But I thought the baking section was quite fun. Like, there was like girdle sco- scones and stuff that I thought yes! looked fun. I didn't make them, but they looked really cute. Girdle.
1: girdle. You don't have a girdle?
0: Gurgle, gurgle. <laughs> I made the date and walnut loaf from here. And that was because I had a lot of walnuts in the cupboards. (laughs) I don't know why. I can't remember what I bought them for. And I just basically like had everything. I just had to get some dates. So, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Am I right, girls? (laughs) (laughs) Gotta get those dates. (laughs) Went on (laughs) (laughs) in. And it's very simple. You... Put this, put dates, bicarb of soda, and salt in a bowl, and you pour over hot water, and you set that aside to cool. I don't know and what why. Does that do? I don't. I don't oh, know right. why. It doesn't I didn't do ask, a lot of explaining. Ask, there's no one. There's nobody here to ask the questions <laughs> to. Is it like plump up your dates? <laughs> plump up plump up your dates. I get that a lot. All the girls in the world, plump up your dates. <laughs> plump up your dates. <laughs> every boy and every girl, plump
1: up uh... your
0: dates. <laughs> um, what's you... on the left. <laughs> Wallets on the left if you're having a good time. <laughs> dates on the right if you know that it feels <laughs> Spice up your love. <laughs>
1: Spice up your love. I mean, that is a great name for a cookbook. You can have that one for free. Somebody,
0: well, there's no spice in here. Let's be real. But um, then you, yes, yeah, so then you <laughs> sift flour into a mixing bowl, add butter, and rub that into the flour, which is interesting. That's interesting for a loaf. Like normally, you only do that for like scones, scones. or something. Yeah. yeah. And then you stir the walnuts and sugar into that, and then you mix. The dry ingredients into the cooled date mixture, so that's your dates, bicarb, salt, and hot water, and then you beat in oh, the, the egg. hot water stays, yeah, it stays. It's all dating. Oh. <laughs> oh, but so it's like kind of like you're making a date syrup, yeah, I guess, <laughs> kind of. Oh, adding me up. Did you make a date syrup last night? <laughs> um, I went home alone. <laughs> And then you beat in an egg to, to all the at the end, just to the the everything, and then you put it Good in a loaf tin. But to be fair, it turned out lovely. It was a really nice, lovely. like it was really lovely. Um... <laughs> <laughs> like
1: neither of us have the accent for that, but it, I'm sure in some <laughs> English accents it
0: works. <laughs> One sec, dog's been an absolute terror today. I can hear him. It sounds like he's pouring himself a gin and tonic.
1: <laughs> he's like, it's Sunday night. I've had a tough one. Yeah, it sounds like clinking glasses. He's obviously upset that he's not getting um, any attention.
0: Anyway, sorry, the loaf was great. And I did give it away. I give it to the lovely people who mind, Doug, who get a lot of the food from the podcast. Mm. But um, I did have a little slice and it was really nice. They say to like spread oh. it with butter yeah it sounds
1: like a malt loafy exactly kind of vibe that yeah afternoon
0: yes snack afternoon you cannot eat at any other time of day afternoon, but there was loads like. of you know it's those things sometimes there's not enough of the dates or walnuts or whatever but it was mm. just like a really nice proportion and the texture was really nice considering the so weird did you, method did you chop the date were the dates chopped? sorry i did chop the dates yes right. they were stoned and Maybe chopped that, before and they went into their little bicarb bath <laughs> <laughs> was <laughs> like a torture method i think the bicarb is maybe to soften them too or something you know soften those yeah dates. yeah so that was good <laughs> and then
1: good one to make for anybody that you know who's having a baby right because dates to they say to eat dates towards the end of your pregnancy to to prep you for childbirth oh interesting yeah it's like a you know people did it i didn't (laughs) (laughs) and Marcus turned out just (laughs) fine he's just fine but yeah something but you know a lot of my friends who've had babies did um that's interesting and i mean i had a baby near christmas and so there was a lot of date
0: date relate
1: related you know there was chocolate covered dates and stuff like that was a dream but probably anyway but this could be good for that anyway
0: yeah good We'll we'll do a pregnant. Sorry about specific. that shit
1: chat,
0: if <laughs> so, And then the other thing I made was the tomato and Gruyere casserole. Oh, now. Casserole, Hannah is not, <laughs>
1: not. She's an interesting look on her face.
0: <laughs> Casserole, I feel, is a funny term to use here, but um, no, this is fine, and it does actually. As I was making it, I was like, "This reminds me of something," and it was the dish I made for, I think, Simon Hopkinson, like the tomatoes in cream. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Which at the time was, and still is like, reminds me of a dish that my mum used to make. So it was like, it was quite nice. But this, yeah, this one, they say it's best made during the summer months when tomatoes are both plentiful and (gasps) flavoursome. They're the original tomato honeys long before we came along. They walked so we could run. (laughs) So it's... In tomatoes. (laughs) Runny tomatoes. It's tomatoes, single cream gruyere cheese now little disclaimer i didn't use gruyere because gruyere was like four pounds for a pack and emmental was like 250 so i got emmental because slightly Um, similar vibe and gruyere is just expensive some parmesan salt and pepper chopped basil caster sugar and butter so it's very, very simple, but your tomatoes have to be skinned and sliced. So it doesn't tell you how to oh skin. Oh my God, they love that
1: in here. they? <laughs>
0: I didn't notice it elsewhere. Yeah, because I
1: almost, a possibility for me was the aubergine and tomato casserole. Oh yeah. Again, more like a gratin, right? Oh, yeah. And that was the same thing. Oh yeah. And I don't have the patience or energy or time for
0: that. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of like, how do I do this again? I kind of winged it, but it was <laughs> fine. It worked out. But then it's very simple. So you literally just layer everything up. So it's like... Um, no. proof casserole dish, not fireproof, Course. sadly. But you put the tomatoes in first, then you pour over some cream, sprinkle with the little of the two cheeses, season with salt and pepper, strange order, and sprinkle with a little basil and sugar. And then you just keep going. So then more tomatoes. And then you dot the top of the dish with pieces of butter and bake in a moderate oven, not a warm oven like you were fiddling around with for 20 (laughs) minutes or until the casserole is bubbling oh and and how was it it was fine I definitely kind of just like didn't really obey the measurements because it felt like it should just be intuitive right like a little bit of cream on top a little bit of cheese it was a little bit watery like it was a lot of liquid at the Mm. end even though I left it in the oven longer than I needed to or it said to so like yeah trying to serve it up was yeah uh, like kind of uh, almost trying to sep- you know when you're trying to drain it at the same time you yeah. leave some yeah, of yeah, the juices yeah. in the you
1: pan
0: yeah exactly but it was tasty and the, the cheese on top the cheesy bit on top because you're meant to finish with cheese on top was really nice and I just had it with some like salad and some crusty bread mm. it was fine I feel like it's something you could make if you just have all that shit around right like a quick yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. lunch bit but yes. you don't even It's in really
1: the, the suppers section, right? Snacks and suppers. Yes, I think so. I believe. Maybe it's in the vegetable section, which would make sense because it's vegetables.
0: After the Chinese style cabbage or the beetroot and sour
1: cream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah, no, it's in
0: vegetables. So yeah, it was fine. I feel like, yeah, like you can imagine being like, I don't know, a mama, like classic like housewife in the 70s and being like oh chinese style cabbage that sounds exotic exactly foreign soups and some of this stuff is like definitely
1: before it's
0: time like there's
1: a shish kebab section that, that that section there's not section there's a recipe for shish <laughs> kebabs that, that looks nice like you know there's just like delicious looking chicken on a stick and who doesn't want that
0: but yeah nutty orange salad also, i feel i feel yeah
1: there's a lot of that and i i can't get on board with it but <laughs> i feel like when i was looking through this to make you know some observations and notes before we recorded i saw that there's um this oven baked chicken recipe that oh, yeah. you bake with crisps on it
0: <gasps> no
1: and i didn't see it and i would have done that and then also i love it they call the they they say you need plain crisps <laughs> you just don't get that anymore that means, that you know, that means <laughs> just like crisps. salted crisps for those yeah. that, you know, don't know, but that's what we used to call them. I feel like that's what they used to be labelled as, right? Uh, yeah, plain, yeah, plain crisps. crisps. And you, it, I guess it's a bit like cornflake chicken and, uh, yeah. you know, d- I don't do enough cooking with crisps. Uh, none of us do, I think. No. Yeah, I do wonder if in um, like 25, 30 years time, we will look back at Molly Bass and be like, ha ha ha, this is like funny. Like, yeah, in the yeah, same yeah. way as we're looking at this now and being like, wow, oh, it was all of its time. Yeah, and like, yeah. frankly, probably because there'll be no animals left to eat <laughs> in 25 years' time.
0: To be covered on our side podcast, Meet Cute. <laughs> T- tune in next week. <laughs> Meet Cute. <laughs> was there anything you wanted to make apart from the crispy, crisp, crispy, crisp, crisp, chicken, crisp, crispy. The crispy, crisp chicken. Um... No, the brownies
1: looked quite fun. Yeah, you know, I like they were good. They're not in any way like a brownie that you'd imagine. But like, oh, these are very popular in America. And <laughs> have you heard of them? That kind of stuff Also, there's a lot of, in the baking section. There's a lot of like traditional stuff. There's a hot cross bun recipe. Yes. and loads of Christmas stuff. So if yeah. I needed to make like a fruit cake for Christmas or something, a book like this is absolutely where I'm going.
0: I completely agree. There was like a caramel square stuff, recipe and um, things like that that I think would be really good. And those, what did I talk about that baking recipe that looked good? Oh, yeah, those um, griddles, girdle scones or whatever. Girdle scones. They are. Yeah. I was quite <laughs> intrigued by the chilled avocado soup, you know. It's apparently a boon to do. busy cooks on the hot summer days. And we've just been talking. We've done full circle here. I just think that sounds well, intriguing. Yes. It's a avocados, lemon juice, celery, tomato puree. Wait, three 141 oh. cartons of natural yogurt. Chicken stock. <laughs> dash of Tabasco sauce. It's and out. Yes. You know how chicken stock and avocado go really well together. Come on. Come on, come on, <laughs> Victoria. Are you even a food podcaster?
1: <laughs> Jesus, so If you, up, if you, you really? want to make that for me next time I see you. Uh,
0: is that in uh, the
1: food thesaurus? Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is in the iced soups section, just so you know. That's definitely the most left field one, but there is a cucumber soup, a vichyssoise. And um, what a fun word to say, vichyssoise. Fish. <laughs> fishy swats. You want to come over, <laughs> have some date syrup vicious and vicious and chill. <laughs> and chill. <laughs> Dates, and vicious, swat. <laughs> vicious swats and chill is the hat, Is the baseball oh. hat that you did? Basketball hat.
1: Basketball hat. <laughs> Basketball hat. <laughs> you said
0: it right the first. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> it's a baseball hat. <laughs> anyway, we said we were context gonna... for that
1: sweet listener is yes. that? Oh, I was just no, thinking, no,
0: go. That's the baseball hat that we <laughs> need.
1: I am looking for. I am in the market for a baseball hat with something very funny. Some kind of funny slogan on it.
0: And there has never been a more considered purchase, but <laughs> this is taking. <laughs> Honestly, I've been talking about
1: it for months. <laughs> and you know yeah Hannah wanted me to get one that said ask me about my childhood trauma and then also but for a lighter one we also were gonna get one that said crudités all day (laughs) I think it's quite funny but now Vicious was and Chill there you go
0: yes we thought about rating this but we thought you know it, it's never right when you rate one of these older books, is it? You just end up being a bit no. cruel about it, and it's that's not fair because that's you know it was a different time as we've said. No, it's not fair. Were we to rate, we would rate out of unique serving dishes <laughs> because it is yes. um everyone's different. Not not the same bowl has been used twice in here, and there are a lot of <laughs> bowls. <laughs> Big you bowl think there's food. literally
1: four recipes a page? Mm-hmm. And pretty much all of them have pictures, so that's a lot of balls.
0: Yeah, you would be. Yeah, surely you you would rate it well for the photo. You know, for having lots of photos. You like photos, don't you?
1: Sure I, like I photos.
0: do like photos.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, do, I swear I like them. <laughs> yeah, the, the the one at the the one on the front page is a spectacular, isn't it? It's got yes. um, a bottle of nineteen seventy two. I'm going to say that is Beaujolais.
0: Beaujolais all day. In is a basket. The basket. Just the other
1: hat that you were looking at. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I do love a Beaujolais if anybody's thinking about buying me a bottle of wine. I <laughs> love those uh, fresh and bright light uh, uh, reds. And it's got, yes, yeah, so it's, and it's got these like, what is it, like oranges in like a caramel sauce, right? That yeah. I saw. Demented. I don't know how you would eat that. No. It's just like a whole, it's like a Terry's chocolate orange, but an actual <laughs> orange.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's one random wow, little a cup
1: of prawn
0: <laughs> prawn cocktail there's enough oranges <laughs> to feed like a small army but there's like just one little prawn cocktail for presumably the favorite yeah
1: and then like a roast beef with rosary and then which is served with courgettes and carrots that classic thing you cause you serve with roast <laughs> beef
0: i think it's lamb is it lamb don't know. I'll ask you. I'll well, maybe it's cute, like, either,
1: yes. You're right. That is, <laughs> but courgettes. Also, I did notice because uh, we're in courgette season. In their courgette, how to cook courgettes, they suggest frying courgettes for fifteen minutes.
0: Wow! Now, I'm actually if you want gonna, courgette crisp, lad. <laughs> I will actually defend Saint Michael here, the archangel of Marks and Spencer. I sometimes fry courgettes, mm-hmm. and I would keep them on a low heat for a, a while so that they get nice and soft, and then I turn up the heat to get the brownie brownness on the outside. And i it. It might not be, might just be slightly shy of fifteen minutes. It depends on the size of your chunks. <laughs> I mean, doesn't it always? <laughs> <laughs> this is what my mother always told me growing up. <laughs> It always comes down to the size not of your the size of the,
1: of the book. <laughs> <laughs> the size of chunks. Oh, my God. On that note. Yeah. <laughs> you know. On that note, actually, this was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And so if, if you do have any vintage cookbooks that you think we should do, and are easy to get hold of because that's the yes. thing with these vintage books they're quite difficult to to get hold of then please let us know and we will absolutely take them into consideration
0: <laughs> and take the piss out of them Yes, yeah because this is probably like a very british one but it would be really fun to hear like what the aussies or the like yes. the Americans ones kind of are because maybe like i guess like joy of cooking was a big one for the us right yes. but it'd be really interesting yeah, to hear yeah. about other countries thank you for listening thank you we have um
1: we're not going to talk about what's up next because that's what we don't do (laughs) this season but it's a good one it is a good one also thank you for bearing with us over the summer as we stretch a little longer between episodes that's very kind
0: much like the evenings we are stretching (laughs) (laughs) stretching out lazily stretching into the summer yeah that's it
1: and then boom September will be here we'll be back to school it's an episode a week <laughs> no no
0: don't say <laughs> one every two we've got to keep up make you remember. we'll be back anyway, we'll be back Great. we love you meet very me. much <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening
1: bye bye, bye thank you so much for listening to this episode of the cookbook circle if you enjoyed it please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a review as it helps others to find us and enjoy us you can see how the recipes from this episode turned out on our instagram at cookbook circle where you can also get in touch with us let us know your thoughts feedback ideas for episodes whatever you like we really love to hear from all of you so we'll see you next time Bye. bye